This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with the Lynn Group and with the Wealth Puzzle. we always appreciate all of our listeners, so certainly thanks for tuning in. This is going to be an exciting show. Uh, hey, two weeks running here. I got Tana Pennington on the horn here to help us out with the show. Tana, thanks for joining us. Thank you uh, for having me. Gracing us with your presence, um, <laughs> us lowly mortals. We appreciate no. you finding the time. I'm sure you have better things to do. No, this is fun. The um, But woohoo. So it's an interesting show today, though, Tana. But hey, before we get carried away, what have you been up to? How is life? So Tana frequents Texas quite a bit um, solely for the purpose of allowing her children to actually go to school. Yes, um, I love it. I'm a very so happy mama. They're in school. Actually, that's actually it's why great. you can record this with us because <laughs> you're, you're, you're not uh, running it's a, a daycare home. at your house. Right? So and true. My house is a daycare. Um. <laughs> We have like individual pods, learning centers where you've got each child trying to figure stuff out. Um, you know, we sh- we need to s- establish a formal crying zone for the <laughs> hourly crying that seems to happen. I swear, every time I go to my house, yeah, there's one person whose face is completely red. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, it's yeah, it's brutal. But I feel bad for your wife. Oh my gosh, she has to do so much. I feel much. bad for her too. She's got the hard job. It's terrible. It's, terrible. it's easier it to is. go to work. Absolutely. (laughs) The, um, so, but it is what it is. So, Hey, uh, like I said, we got a good show today. We have a lot of interesting things to talk about. Once again, appreciate Tana being here, but let's kind of get down to business. So one of the things that Tana and I wanted to hit on today was, uh, here, here's the, the, who's it? The, the census bureau puts this information out every year and guess what? 2019 was historic historic 2019 when it comes to Americans living standards. Yeah. Very impressive. No, it's crazy. So Tana and I both read this article. We went through the data, we chitty chatted about it, but it's amazing that income hit a high record last year and poverty hit a record low last year in 2019. Now I wanted to highlight this first because let's be fair. We're having kind of a rough 2020. There's obviously with the pandemic, with people being shut out of jobs and businesses and livelihood and whatnot. It's a very cumbersome year. So I thought we could kind of talk about some of the positives coming into this year and then certainly kind of expand on what's going on this year. So here it is, everybody. Now it's funny. I can remember, I can't remember when I first got in the business, but I can remember probably about 10 years ago. And I just, I really remember this because that's when Tana and I, we used to we used to work in a office downtown Ventura on Main Street. Yes. It was an old Victoria house. You see, you probably don't even remember that, Tana. No, I do. Remember I love that the house. Victorian it was a great house. office. Yeah. So it was a it was a fun office. It was quaint. It was definitely different. Um, but 
I remember back then you would see these median income reports and it would talk about median income and it was always in the 40,000 range, like $45,000 was the U.S. median income. And it's amazing to me since then to watch it creep up. And so as of 2019, median income last year skyrocketed an average of 6.8%, an almost 7% one-year increase. We have never seen that before. That is the highest one-year increase in the U.S.'s history of recording median income increases. So it hit a median income last year of almost $69,000. So let's just round up, Tana. That's seventy grand. Yeah, that is so impressive. Remember, just like think I said, about, it wasn't. Just think about the um, the fact that that's raising children out of poverty. I mean, they're well, our future. Is. Yeah, no, it's it fantastic. totally is. But it's but it's interesting that to even like I said, when you and I used to work downtown, to remember that number when it was more like forty five thousand. That's right. a big on average difference. a pretty big increase. So, you know what is that? You know, basically a fifty percent increase in just a number yeah. of years. That seems Absolutely. to be outpacing everybody's cost of living adjustments on their social security. Yeah. No, oh, good point. Social security joke. <laughs> the, um, you know, but, but it's, it's, it really is amazing. I was, I was floored when I saw these numbers come out the other day. I was like, geez, Louise, because even last year, so they always like have these, um, you know, like high frequency data points. And so we talked about them last year and said, Hey, so far reported year over year income is up 3%, which was a good conversation. Right. And now that all the dust has settled and the census bureau has finally ponied up the data, boom, massive increase, almost 7% year over year. Um, pretty incredible. Now what's interesting data is always data, right? And so everybody always wants to find the fallacies in it. And they'll say, yeah, Mike, you're right. But that's probably because a bunch of rich people got increases. Uh, you know, something like that. How, what do you think of a comment like yeah, that? I, if I was trying to poo-poo you. So actually the largest group were the minority. So say for instance, um, 8% for black Americans, over 7% for Hispanics. And over 10% for the Asian Americans. Yeah. You know, and that's interesting that you bring that up because when you, when you look at these, these racial groups, if that's, you know, what we want to look at here, uh, the minority groups did a heck of a lot better than the Caucasian white groups. See, remember if the average is 6.8% and all of these groups did seven, eight, 11%, that means that white Caucasian group had to be well below 6%. So they're more in like the 5% range and they actually brought the average down for the year, but it was pretty amazing to see a a one year increase really lifted minority groups significantly, you know, which is phenomenal because there's always this conversation about income inequality between groups of people. And this was a massive repairing of all of that. You know, let's see here. I'm just kind of reading some of the numbers as as they point out here. Let's see here. Poverty. So this is the subset of the census report. Poverty hits a record low after largest decrease in over 50 years. I mean, think about that. So the poverty rate decreased 1.3% last year to an the official poverty rate fell to an all-time record low of 10.5% in 2018. All-time. And to put that in a all better perspective. No, I'm going to keep saying all-time no, for no, a no. second. All-time. No, and to put that into a better perspective, that's 4 million people were lifted out of poverty. That's good. That's a that's lot of good. people. 
Well, you know, it's just fascinating to look at this stuff and say, what a phenomenal year. You had a lot of people come out of poverty. You had minority groups have significant increases in their wages. You had the median income, the thing that we all live on, increase very well. To me, I was just, once again, I can't express enough how phenomenal I thought this information was. You know, child poverty, let's see here, child poverty fell to a near 50-year low in 2018. That fell by 1.8%. Um, you know, so that even was higher than just adult poverty, So, yeah, which is right. good. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. And we have that responsibility to give, you know, lift our kids out of poverty. We need to get them those tools, the education, endless opportunities to be successful. So yeah, but it's the, good to see that. It's no, happening. it is good. But the, the, I think the problem with that is, is it's always the debate of how you accomplish that. See, a right. lot of people think you accomplish that with policy, meaning, Hey, if we just create a bunch of you know, support programs for, for low income individuals. And we just give them stuff that will solve the problem. Conversely though, really what's been happening is in 2017, the tax cuts led to a flood of new job creations. And when there's more jobs created, the jobs market gets more competitive. When the job market gets more competitive, an employer has to offer somebody more money to keep them from leaving them for another job. Right. Yes. See, it's that windfall from those 2017 tax cuts. You know, it's fascinating. Tana and I, we just did a, um, we just did a webinar, a presidential election and your retirement plan webinar. I would encourage every Everybody to try to look it up on our our YouTube webpage. Uh, it's I don't know what is it YouTube.com. Look up the Lynn Group. You'll be able to find it on there, or certainly call or email us. We'll send you a link to it. But what was amazing was when we were talking about those 2017 tax cuts, people get all wing dingy about them because I see all the headlines, and the headlines are always like, "Oh, tax cuts. Those are just for rich right. people." Blech. But really what happened was maybe maybe the headline is true. You know, maybe it was for rich people because what happened was corporate tax rates went down from 35 to 21 percent. So when you go to the IRS tax tables, which this is all in our webinar, you can see that corporate tax revenue, in fact, went down in 2018 and 19 uh, because they got a tax deduction. But conversely, there was a massive increase in employer played payroll tax. Well, wait a second. What is that? No one ever talks about part two of the rich people's tax cut. And that is the rich people used the money, hired a boatload of people and actually paid way more tax than they were previously paying. Anyways, they paid it in a different form. Instead of paying corporate taxes, they paid more payroll taxes. And because now you have more people on payroll taxes, the job market got more competitive, wages went up. Now the individual tax rates of what people were paying were more. And so from 2017 to 2019, federal tax revenue was up $150 billion. Now, Tana, yeah, how the hell no. can we give a bunch of rich people tax cuts and have tax revenue go up $150 billion? Does that make any sense? No, it's no sense. That's because it doesn't work like that. Right, right, right. You know, it's what the people do with the money and they inherently hired. The labor market got more competitive. We had historically low unemployment coming into this year. We had a very tight labor market. People were getting wage increases. I had to give Tana a raise to even get her to come (laughs) onto this show. Right. All this, all this stuff. See, it's fascinating how it works. No, I love it because I even had read that 5 million people 
came off of the welfare program and actually got jobs. That's fantastic. Wow. But but also you think the mental health of that, like how good is that for someone to feel that they're oh, now working, applying, growing, progressing instead of yeah. just feeling trapped in a rut? Definitely. I think it's Definitely. I think it's phenomenal. So a lot happened. Now, granted, let's be fair. Then we come into 2020. My wife was showing me on her phone last night. She saw like uh, my wife's way into a uh, Christmas tree ornaments. <laughs> she, she's always looking for a good ornament. You know, I don't know. Um, not not necessarily my thing, but uh, she showed me one that was funny. She's like, look at this one. This is funny. And it was a um, it said 2020 on it. And it was on like a, a, a toilet paper roll. <laughs> you know, 2020. Pretty poopy. Oh, and, dear. Um, so you true. know, and that's unfortunately kind of true. See, what's happening right now there's there's a lot of different um, recoveries. I mean, the headlines talk about what we call a V-shaped recovery. A V-shaped recovery is when we have a a very steep decline recession that then we have an economic expansion straight back up. It shapes a V. It goes straight down. It goes straight up the V. The reality is, is the V only applies to some areas of the neighborhood, right? You know, some people are getting their jobs back. Some people are getting their stock market 401k kind of right. stuff back. It's really kind of a K-shaped recovery. K means, think about a K. What does a K do? It kind of goes in two directions, right? right. And so Sweats. we have this whole group of people that are doing well, that are getting better, that weathered the coronavirus storm economically pretty well. Conversely, though, um, we have a whole group of people that aren't weathering well. And that could be that could be industry specific. You know, if you worked in a restaurant, if you worked at a hotel, if you worked for a, a cruise yeah, line point. or an airline or something like right. that, it's still a bloodbath for you. And so that's the kind of the the irony here is last year we saw this phenomenal lifting out of poverty of lower income, lesser educated type jobs. Whereas, unfortunately, this year, it's the more college-educated Americans that weathered where, better, that, that kept their jobs through the kind of you know thing that's going on. And it was those lower-paying wages, because let's be fair, if you work in a restaurant as a bus or a waiter, a normal job like that, and it closed down, it was just a bloodbath for all right. of those things. Yeah, so, no, definitely. You know, so it's kind of been, unfortunately, not, not that everything, you know, is about race, but it has been disproportionate this year of seeing that the minority groups have been beaten up a lot harder than, you know, possibly the Caucasian and things like that. And so it's tough. Well, there, you was, know. there was even a huge increase in just women alone that entered the workforce. So no, that's true too. Yeah, oh, it's totally true. So 2.2 million people, more people in 2019 had jobs yeah. and over half of that was attributable to women. No, which is phenomenal. You know, the um, all of those things are positives. The problem is, is this pesky coronavirus thing has been just right. an utter train wreck mess on yeah. all the progress that we were making with sure. all of those groups of people. Um, you know, we had a I mean, it is fascinating how quick things have recovered when you look at, you know, let's go back to April. Right. Remember when the everything shut down? Yeah. And the unemployment rate like peaked at, I don't know, 18 percent or something like that. You know, it's back down to eight percent. It's gone down a lot. But it's like I said, it's disproportionate. Anyone who had a college degree is back to work a lot quicker than someone right. who had high school or less equivalency. Sure. Um, so it has been much more challenging for those people. Obviously, the government, 
you know, not necessarily as of lately, but they've tried to step in and have legislation to try to help damage control this stimulus checks, higher unemployment checks, things like that. I mean, the government is the, the ones that shut it down. And this is, Tana, the grand experiment. We won't know what the right answer was until it was all over. Yeah, that's very Um, true. You know, because there's so much conflicting data when you look at other countries, when you look at, um, you know, who went back to school, who didn't, who wore masks, who didn't, who shut down, who didn't. Uh, you know, it's it's all over the place. So I don't know. It's it's very frustrating. And, I you know, I feel bad because there's a lot of people struggling. Um, fortunately, you know, our clientele. Remember, we do retirement income planning here at the Lynn Group. The majority of our clients are over this age 60, a significant portion of our clients are retired. So it's easy for us to make the argument that even though this coronavirus event is very unfortunate, the reality is, at least from an income standpoint, the majority of our clients didn't really have much of an impact on their income because they were already on their social security and their pension and their investment distribution. And And they they were already kind of on autopilot. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they've got the good health insurance with Medicare and all that kind of stuff. So oh, it's interesting times, Tana. So how do you fix it all? I'm just going to be quiet for the rest of the show and you explain <laughs> to us all how to fix this mess. Oh, I wish I had the answers. Yeah, But I think we're moving in the right direction. That's what I love is this is very positive. Well, it's slow healing, you know, and it's easy for me to talk about positive economics um, it's easy for me to talk about data that doesn't really quantify very well into the human experience, right? There's right. a lot of people out there that are suffering. There's right. a lot of people that are sick. There's a lot of people that have passed away. All of that is very unfortunate. Yeah, um, but it does give our communities, you know, people to really outreach to their neighbors and people that they wouldn't normally associate with and just help each other out. So sometimes this true. is good. Yeah, well, that's true. I'll give everyone a fun a fun fact. I got. I'm trying to Google it right now just to make sure my number is is correct. The um, <laughs> hey, this is, we're here about accuracy. Okay, so the Atlanta Federal Reserve they use high frequency data to estimate what the current GDP is for the quarter. Remember, last quarter the national GDP fell. What was it? Thirty one point seven percent annualized. Worst one quarter decline ever in the history of our country right i mean never seen anything like it the last worst annualized one quarter we had was in the 50s at 10 percent. this was 31 percent. i mean you know talk about blowing the doors off right um fun fact atlanta federal reserve gdp where like i said they use high frequency data to estimate the current quarter gdp as of september 17th they estimate third quarter gdp (coughs) i gotta get that cough out of the way there real quick um, it's annualized 32%. Hmm. Massive upswing, massive yeah. economic rebound. Once again, like I said, I want to highlight the fact that this does not discount the fact that there's so many people without work. Remember, right. our unemployment rate is still 8.4%. Sure. There's millions of people out of work. There's millions of people on unemployment filing for new claims every month. Right. But still... This is good. We still need this recovery because the more elasticity we have in our economy, the better that it can bounce back, the better it can quicker and more quickly, quickish. I'm trying to figure out the, you know, obviously I didn't do well in grammar. Um, <laughs> the, 
the quicker it will be able to pull more of these unemployed people back into the workplace. We yeah, need this point. springy elasticity in our economics. Even if it's not helping everybody right now, just like 2019 when we have phenomenal wage growth, helping minority groups and all of that, that stuff will rebound back if yeah. we can get our economy to be healthier, which definitely it's very on pace. Now, granted, there's a lot of fear that a second wave, more shutdowns, all this stuff could happen. So that could certainly hamper the fun here. But hey, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm praying. I'm doing all the things that I need to. So right. hopefully it all works out well. But Oh, Tana, I feel like I'm talking your head off today. I got all fired up. No, this is good GDP. information. It's exciting. It is. So I, I got to give everyone, look, it's September. Why don't you give everyone like a seven second. Oh, yeah. So about Medicare. We do have um, the annual election period coming up. It starts October 15th through December 7th. That's a great time to make some changes if you're not happy with your prescription drug plan or if the doctor has added an additional prescription um, to your monthly regimen, or if you've been enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan and you're not really happy with it in Ventura County, they're only HMOs and you want to get a PPO, you can switch during this time frame uh, back to original Medicare and get a Medicare supplement like a Plan F or if you're eligible for a Plan F or a Plan G. And uh, let me know if you need any help with that. I can run you some quotes. We can take a look at the differences between uh, the Medicare Advantage plans and the Me Medicare supplement plans. I can also give you some great detail on the best prescription drug plan for you. As drug formularies change every year with these Medicare prescription drug plans, you really need to revisit them every year. Uh, the statistics say that you know people that aren't um, looking at their Part D, their prescription drug plan, on an annual basis, um, they end up paying like $400 more per, per year. That's Ouch. really not necessary. We can fix that. Okay. Good news. Uh, also, Tan and I will be uh, working on and putting out a Medicare webinar. It'll we'll yes. probably post it on YouTube. I'm excited we'll about blast that. blast it out to all of our client database. We'll try to probably have that out this week. Um, so if anybody is not in our database and want a copy of it, obviously you can find it on our YouTube page, uh, when it posts. Also, I would encourage everybody to go to our YouTube page and which is under the Lind group, not the, I should create a wealth puzzle one too, for the, the podcast, the, um, but it's under the Lind group and, uh, watch our presidential election and your retirement plans webinar. Plus you get to see our ugly mugs there in, in live action, <laughs> which is always fun. So Anyways, um, appreciate we it. We have a great um, team. Yeah. Woohoo. So anyways, hey, we love all our listeners. If you have any feedback, any thoughts, any comments, any concerns, please reach out to us. 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. Or visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. And everybody have a great day. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. 
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC, the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.